Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Beyond the headlines, and for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to start a week, bro. Oh, yeah. It's a good way to go. I love it. Uh, the Kings all over the Los Angeles Clippers last night, 123-107. to In a game I am ready to call the best win of the year. And I feel really good about it. I know there was a win in Minnesota earlier this season. They just had their win against Denver in Denver, where they scratched and clawed just before the All-Star break and came up with a victory there. And I know we talked about how that game, okay, maybe that was the be- best. This is a new one. Last night was huge. I felt like the Denver game was a turning point, and I, I even the Phoenix game started to look like the turning point, mm-hmm. where it was like, "Hey, that's a good loss. That's where you went in, you fought, you came up short against some superstars, yeah." And still, I mean, you did everything you could to stop them, and you got beat by three pointers from like Josh Okoge and 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 guys like that, right? Right. But then you get to Denver, and it's like. Oh look, they're gritty again. Mm-hmm. What happened? They mm-hmm. they went out and they they found their grit. You go into a game where you're on the second night of a back to back and Phoenix and then Denver yep. against world champs and you take it to them and you end it. Now we get to this post All-Star break. De'Aaron Fox looks like De'Aaron Fox. Yep. That's huge. And yep. Demonis Sabonis is one of the top, I don't know, five players in the league. He is uh on a different level right now. Yeah, it's just absolutely incredible. I, it's not just that they're, because look, we're, we're in this weird space with the Kings where we're, we're talking about how they need to stack wins and we'll dive into the wildness that was the Western conference last night it's and crazy. how important every single win is. We talked about that after the San Antonio game, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you would, would have liked to see them beat San Antonio by more, but like a win is a win is a win at this point. That's right. But it's the way it's it's that they went in and and they've done this in so many different ways. You talked about that Phoenix game, okay? They just the the Suns had a bunch of shots, okay? But they had a gritty defensive win against Denver, where neither team was particularly good offensively. But it was the Kings figuring figuring out a way to pull out a win. 
and then you have a game against San Antonio. And that game against Denver was the type of game we've seen them lose a bunch of times this year. Back end of a back-to-back. They're going to go on the road. Like, eh, that's don't love that spot. Then they go into a game against San Antonio where they let San Antonio hang around. I think the Kings got up 10, 11 in the fourth quarter. San Antonio battles back. They take a four-point lead with a couple of minutes left, and you're like, seen this movie. It's a loss. Yep. They lose this one by 10. And then they, oh, turn it around and figure out a way to come back and win. And then last night, they go into Los Angeles, a team that has beat them twice this year, handily, mm-hmm. mind you. No Paul George, and they go in and win 123-107, and never that game never felt out of hand. It never felt like they weren't in total control of everything going on on both ends of the court. And I don't... I, I, <laughs> I've been bamboozled too many times this year with this team to be like, they're back. Here they are. They're back. Three seed, here they come. I'm not there. But it's like, man, it, this is the most encouraging stretch of play for the Kings that we've seen all year. And and it's not it's not close. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I think when we looked at this five-game stretch coming out of the break, mm-hmm. right, we thought, okay, three and two would be good. Yes. Really good in this stretch. They got two down with three to go. Okay, try to make it a four and one stretch, because it, again, yeah. if Mike Brown likes to look at the season in in five game increments, which he does, yep, this is a huge, huge five game increment. Because once mm. you get through with these five games, the schedule does let up a little bit. You yeah. do have some leeway. You could possibly get up to 12, 13, 14 games over five hundred. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, like you're building on something, you're rolling, right? So I think that uh, walking into a game like this where you're on the road in Los Angeles against a team that has absolutely punked you multiple times Mm -hmm. this season, who has beat you down. But there was so much writing on this game, Kyle. And uh, people can say, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. But like, if you lose this game, you're 3-0 against, you're 0-3 against (laughs) a a Pacific Division rival. Mm -hmm. And the Pacific is basically over. It's done. Yeah, There's no coming back from it. All of a sudden... You jump up a bunch in the standings. Mm-hmm. The The Clippers haven't proven that they're the team. You beat a team with the length and athleticism that we keep talking about. Yeah, I don't care if Paul George was there or not. Uh, that's who they are. Yeah. They, they're always going to have a player out. Mm-hmm. That's just who they are. Yep. And that's I thought my it was, biggest I thought reservation. It was a good win. That's my biggest reservation with the Clippers. Yeah. We can, you, you mentioned it the other day. Like the Clippers are one of the, the two teams you can see coming out of the West this year. Yep. It's the Clippers and the Nuggets. And I understand, but what it's what we saw last night. It's like, man, Paul George is out, and if Kawhi Leonard doesn't have it rolling or if James Harden doesn't have it rolling, they are very, very mid. Yep. And like you said, that's what this team has been. I did think Kawhi's uh, quote after the game was funny. Did you see that? He got asked about uh, why he's been more available this year. Oh. And in very dry Kawhi fashion, he goes, because I didn't tear my ACL. And I didn't tear my meniscus. <laughs> Man, that's a good, great point. Great point by Kawhi. Uh, but yeah, I, I just that's that was a very thorough beatdown of a team that going into last night, everybody went, this is the best team in the West. They're 33 and 11 or whatever it is. They lost their first five with James Harden, five, mm. six, and then and they're I think 33 and 11 since. They've been rolling. So I, I'm I was, I can't decide what I was most impressed with last night. Like you had Demonis Sabonis with a triple double, 
But that's at the point like, okay. <laughs> well, I think What's the, happen? the impressive well, thing about his triple-double is that he starts one of eight from yes. the field and he can't hit a bunny. Yes. Like uh, He smoked so many layups. So many layups. Is, and somebody said, oh, you say he's missing so many bunnies. He's missed one. And I'm like, I went back. I'm like, oh, okay. Three or four. Baby jump least. hook, baby jump hook, lay in, tip in, tip in. He missed five of the eight shots were at the rim. Yeah. At the rim. It was really bad. And you're watching it and you're going, you're going, okay, well, here's, he's finally going to have a, a tough night. And nope, Battlestar, and we'll talk about that. Kind of De'Aaron Fox, best player on the court. Awesome. You love to see that. Yep. For me, it was, it was, and we have it's so much to get into here. I don't want to blow through all of it, but mm-hmm. the defensive effort last night was A plus. Yes. From everybody. It was so much Norman Powell. For the Clippers, every time I looked up, it was Norman Powell doing something, whether he was taking it to the hole or shooting a three, and that is that is the Kings doing a great job getting the ball out of James Harden's hands, getting the ball out of Kawhi Leonard's hands, and forcing everybody to take tough shots. If they play that way, particularly defensively, because offensively, some nights the ball is going to go in the hoop, some nights it's not. They're make or miss league. Yep. Right. I hate that phrase so much. Make or miss league. Oh, well, then what are we even doing here? What are we talking about? No, um, but some nights you're going to have it offensively. Some nights you're not. The defensive effort is encouraging as heck. I'm not going to go, oh, hey, all of a sudden they're, like I said, I'm not going to say they're going to they're gonna go be a 3 seed now. But the fact that they have that in their bag, that's what we've been asking for the entire season. Now they just need to, take it with them the final 25 games. Yeah, that's that's going to be the difficult part. How do you package this and keep it rolling? Yes. And I, I think that if you get like the same basic that we're seeing from Demonis Sabonis, which is crazy to speak on that, like a guy who's averaging 20, 20 points, 13-something rebounds, 8.4 assists per game. Mm-hmm. I mean, leading the league in rebounding and fifth in the league in assists and averaging silly. 20 a game, silly. all of it is silly. But if you're going to get that, and then you're going to get this version of De'Aaron Fox, where mm-hmm. not only is he, you know, scoring, mm-hmm. but also he's playing this incredible style of defense. Yes, I mean, just coming up with huge plays on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And, and I even thought the the play late in the game where he had already got his tech and he was angry, and you could tell mm-hmm. he was like fired up. Right, mm-hmm. James Harden tried to tried to back him down like from the top of the uh, from right. basically half court mm-hmm. and he just kept like bearing his his shoulder into De'Aaron Fox's chest Fox is like all right let's go and then stole the ball he hit the <laughs> ball off of James Harden's hand yeah. it goes out of bounds King's ball and that's where you're like okay look if that's who you're gonna be yes. in the final 28 games yes this team's got a shot they do and I yeah I there was nothing I took away from last night where after the San Antonio game, I went, ugh. It was not a lot. Like, De'Aaron closed it out, I guess, and had a, that good defensive play. But, ugh. Like, you're just happy to get away. I have, I have almost nothing to complain about from last night from the Kings' perspective. No, I, I think initially it was the bench. Mm-hmm. But then they showed up late mm-hmm. and helped put the game away. Yeah. yeah. Fox wasn't even on the court when they closed the game out. Yeah, spectacular. It, it was they they talked about it which I look God love Bob Myers <laughs> my goodness I hope that's 
props to him for stepping into the booth and doing the thing. I hope he never does it again. I think he's done great in the studio. So unprepared. I think he. I think he's done great in the studio. But dude, that was one hundred percent a guy. And trust me, I've done this before. Not in that specific, but just being in media and you got to put a mic on. You go, oh, I know this. He's like, I was just with the Warriors for for more than a decade. I know the Kings. Just saw them in the playoffs. I know the Clippers. Seen them a million times. I got. And, uh, it was a one trick pony. That's what he was. He was like, hey, the Clippers are the best three point shooting team, and the Kings are the worst defending the three point line in the league. (laughs) Thanks, Uh, Bob. Where's the repeat button? Thanks, Bob. uh, Wait, wait, (laughs) repeat. Repeat. Do I need to even like be here or can I just keep hitting the repeat button? Hey, Bob says that and he's like, hey, can we just re-rack that and I head out? Can I just dip out of here? You just spin that back? No, say it again. Okay. Okay. Here goes. Oh, the Clippers made a three. You know, this is the best three-point shooting team. The Kings are the worst at defending. It's like, man. Like, Bob, my God. Well, I didn't even realize it was Bob Myers at first. Well. I just heard Beth Moens keep referring to Bob. Oh. And Bob's like, you know, I've been around the league and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who is this? Well, it's not this great, is, Bob. I would, it was so, it was, <laughs> straight it up. Was, it was so clunky. I just couldn't, my my brain did not connect that it was Bob Myers because in my head, I'm like, oh, well, Bob Myers would be well prepared and would do a good job at this. No. Not at all. Not at all. Really, really. So tough. unprepared. Really tough. So unprepared. Luckily, the Kings played really well. And, um, Got out of there with a win. Uh, we will talk much more about that. I want to shout out at the top of the show, though, real quick. Yeah. Because I, we, I don't want to lump you in. If you would like to jump in the pool with me here, feel free, but I'm not going to drag you in. I have spent so much time ragging on Harrison Barnes this year for not in in spots where he can attack and he can be aggressive. And hey, the other team doesn't have a player who can defend you when you get the ball, put it on the deck, go to the rack, score, get to the foul line, whatever. Uh, he did that last night. And mm-hmm. he was really, really assertive. And you noticed that Harrison Barnes was on the court. And that was awesome. And if I'm going to get all pissy every time he doesn't play like I think he should, I need to acknowledge up front. Uh, when he does play that way. And I thought he was very, very good last night. So shout out to Harrison Barton in the first segment. I totally agree. Anyways, uh, we have plenty more to get to from last night's game. Uh, I was going to say the phone number, but we literally can't do phones. Oh, we can't in here? No. There's no way to do it in here. Not yet. I think, uh, oh, you know, I might. We'll play with it. Today, we don't have we don't have phone capabilities, but hop in on YouTube, hop in on Twitch, youtube.com slash ESPN1320, twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. Hop in there. Give us your thoughts on the Kings win last night. Uh, we're going to deep dive. I also went to Fans Fest in Oakland this weekend. Love it. And uh, I want to talk to you guys about that. Casey Pratt, who is the MC of that event uh, of ABC7 out there in San Francisco, he was the MC for the event, uh, Fans Fest, put on by the Oakland 68s as well as the last dive bar. It was a sensational event. We'll talk about that with Casey coming up at 11 o'clock. But before we do that, we got to get James Ham's six quick thoughts on the Kings win last night. That's coming up next on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Center. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Hey, Clay Thompson coming off the bench. Your thoughts? 
<laughs> I don't know. I think he had a lot of points in the first half and then nothing. Kyle. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, no, that's that. You know what, James? That's exactly what happened, and that is the extent of our uh, Warriors Nuggets talk on ESPN thirteen twenty. No, we're actually gonna we're we're gonna talk about that in the scope of the West because the Kings were in the play-in to start last night, and now they're the number five seed. So that's how the West is going right now. We'll talk about everything that happened last night uh, around the conference. But before we do that, uh, we need to do James Ham's six quick thoughts on the Kings' 123-107 win over the Los Angeles Clippers. How'd yesterday's Kings game go? Kings insider James Ham has six notes you need to know. Here are James Ham's six quick thoughts. Hey, take it away, James. Kyle, I think I need a headband and some sweatbands for this music. Like yeah? This, like, it just feels like I should be running. You can borrow one from the Kevin Herter guy at G1C. <laughs> there we go. Uh, let's get to number one. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis couldn't buy a bucket early. Started the game 1 of 8 from the field. He recovered to finish the night with his 20th triple-double of the season. His 39th consecutive double-double. Man, is he good. 17 points, 15 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals. 12 assists, 12 assists, not 2. 3 steals. Yeah, he's uh, he's just at a different level right now. Dude, here's... <laughs> I'm almost... I, I, I'm almost frustrated by the whole Demonis Sabonis thing. Because every time he comes up on a national broadcast, whether it's on ESPN or TNT or one of the talk shows, or a radio show, or some written piece that I read, there's a this acknowledgement of like, look how freaking good he is. And yet, we, the, 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 the praise in those moments doesn't match the actual coverage. Oh, yeah. And I, and I know coverage doesn't matter. Like, like, and, End of the day, if Demonis Sabonis is good at basketball, helping the Kings win games, that that's what matters. But hearing the the TNT broadcast, like how is this guy not an All Star? Da 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 da. And hearing ESPN last night talk about how how awesome he is, and look at these numbers, and look at oh, it's like this is like that's that's all that's all great, but like let's all catch up. I I thought that. In in reality, uh, Bob Myers was so incredibly embarrassing in this in uh, in tough. that game. It was a tough watch. But this is a problem that I had. All he kept saying was, "Well, you know, they run everything through him." Yeah, because they can. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and, <laughs> and hey, Bob, your boy Draymond, yeah. they tried to run everything through him, and he averaged nine points a game right. and eight right. eight assists and right. and seven rebounds. Yeah. He didn't put up a triple double yeah. every night. Right. Like, what right. do you mean? Oh, well, he doesn't block shots. You know who else doesn't block shots? Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. Those yeah. are the guys that you keep bringing up that were that he struggled against in the playoffs. It's like, are you implying Draymond Green is a bad defender? Well, I'm not implying he's a bad okay. defender, but okay, what I'm saying, sure. he's not a shot blocker. Sure. And Demontis Sabonis isn't a bad defender either. No. He's just not a shot blocker. No. And, and so I just thought I, it was embarrassing. Here was my takeaway from that. Aside from the irony of what you just brought up. Okay, let's eliminate the SS. Let's just eliminate him as a stat. Okay. So just twenty and thirteen. Thank you. Okay. Like, well, the assist numbers are so high because they they run everything through. Like, if every center could do that, every team would do it. Yeah, and, and let's just not even bring up the fact that he's shooting like sixty two percent from the field and forty forty one point nine percent from three. Yeah. Like, let's just ignore all of those other things where you're like, hey. 
Uh, like, what is it that he's doing outside of, you know, like running, everyone's running the offense through him? He's fifth in the league okay, in so assists, he, okay, man. Okay, so he scores and he rebounds and they run everything through him offensively. Yeah, but what, like, but what is he really? Silly. Yeah, silly, man. It's tough. Silly. It was a, t- it was a tough watch for Bob. It was, it was a tough watch. <laughs> uh, where's my, where's my ding? Can I say that on the radio? Uh, <laughs> pause. Mm, oh, no. Oh, my God. Number two. Let's get to number two. Stars among stars. The Clippers are stacked with Hall of Famers. De'Aaron Fox couldn't be stopped. Sacramento's leading scorer, uh, leading scorer stuffed the stat sheet. 31 points, 12-22 shooting, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals. Best player on the court without any question at all. Yeah. It was not even close. Yeah. It was great. It was what we saw for the first six weeks Two months, whatever it was, and then it just kind of went away, and now we're starting to see it come back a little bit. De'Aaron was uh, that that last night is the type of De'Aaron Fox that makes you think, oh hey, you know what? The Kings could kind of win whatever playoff series they're in. Yes, if they have the best player on the court four out of seven nights, you can you can win a series, and that's what De'Aaron Fox was last night. He was that level of player. It's really special. Yep, number three. Fast start. Uh, Harrison Barnes looked motivated early, grabbed a board and hit a jumper to open the scoring for Sacramento. He kept going. He finished with 22 points and eight of 12, uh, eight of 12 shooting. I thought he was really good. I needed, I need more rebounds still. Definitely, I, I need more rebounds. But at the same time, this was exactly what you want. You want him getting to the free throw line. You want him doing the slow motion euro step, which mm-hmm. is like I don't even know what that is, but somehow he's able to go from like whatever speed he's going. Yeah. to, like, super slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good game for Harrison Barnes, and he came up big late. When, That's, the, when the other team doesn't have a player who can stay in front of him, he needs to be putting the ball on the deck every single time mm-hmm. and forcing the defense to do something to guard him. And that's what I thought he did really well last night. He goes 4-7 from beyond the arc. That's great. We know he can shoot. Um, but it was the aggressiveness and attacking the basket that really, really jumped out to me. I would love to see more of that from him. Yep. All right. Number f- four. Red Velvet. I don't know why I have such a hard time counting to six. <laughs> Number four. Number four. Uh, Kevin Hunter, six of ten from the field, three of six from downtown. He had 15 points, three rebounds, two assists. I thought he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then the Kings kind of went away from him. He only played 25 minutes which is because they, they sort of relied on Malik Monk to take over for De'Aaron Fox late. Mm-hmm. But uh, if this is, again, the Kevin Herter we're going to see the second half of the season, the Kings are, are in a good pl- uh, good place. Yeah, they were they were locked in. They were flying around on, on both sides of the ball. And I it, th- there's something with, it feels like Kevin Herter is the... Uh, what's the like the marker for that? Yeah, it's like when Kevin Herter is dialed and really playing well, it's typically the entire team doing so. I also think it's a strange thing. You forget that Kevin Herter is six foot seven. I don't forget that. Well, I know that. I like when you're watching it though. Yeah, you're like, okay, he doesn't look six foot seven. He's a six four, six five guy. And then all of a sudden, they start making some sketchy passes, and he gets a bunch of deflections. Yeah. And you're like, ah, that's right. He is six foot seven. Yeah. He's a much bigger player than you think he is. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. Uh, number five. Kept playing. Keegan Murray had some shooting struggles throughout the game, but he he played defense. He yep. rebounded, and when they needed a big bucket, he hit a, a three. 
And that three where he like he got a rebound and then he backed out, got mm-hmm. to the three point line That's and great. fired. That's great. Like they need more, 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 more Keegan Murray, but I'm okay with eleven points. I think it was eight rebounds, and he also post posted a uh, a plus twenty three, which was tied with De'Aaron Fox for the best on the team. Man, he's he's giving them so much because he can defend just about anybody. Yeah, huge. He was uh, terrific last night, particularly on the defensive end. And you need players like Keegan Murray if you're going to beat a team like the Spurs in a seven game playoff series. And um, I, I think if you get that version of Keegan, you're going to win on a lot of nights. You said Spurs, Clippers, Clippers, Clippers. That's... Well, the Spurs, the Spurs too. I don't. If Keegan <laughs> plays like that. In seven games against the Spurs, I think you win that series as well. I think you, you Feel do. Good about it. All right. <laughs> Number six. Uh, he showed up just in time. Malik Monk was having a tough night, uh, but when the chips were down on the fourth, six-man-of-the-year candidate went to work, and two-man game with Sabonis. Finished with 12 points and four assists. I also want to throw in Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell hit two threes late to help put yeah. away the game. The that fact is- that they were able to not have to rely on De'Aaron Fox to finish that game and then he ends up with 32 point uh 32 minutes and 44 seconds as opposed to playing 37 minutes like Keegan Murray did is a big deal. By the time De'Aaron Fox checked back in in the fourth quarter with three and a half or three minutes left or whatever it was, game was over. Yeah. It was done. I think and he was out there for like two possessions, yeah. scored twice, and then okay, we're we're good. I was I was really, really impressed with how the Kings closed that closed that game, specifically Malik Monk. You mentioned that. One of five in the first half, but then three of six in uh, in the second half, two of four from beyond the arc. And I would love to see more of that Sabonis and Monk pick and roll. It's yeah. just that's that's really, really hard to stop. It is. So, and I like that the Kings went to it late to get a couple of big buckets and, and help seal that one. Yeah, and I thought uh, Malik Monk late in the game was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yep. Really, really good. All right. That's uh, James Ham. Six quick thoughts. If uh, you would like a deeper dive on those, check them out on Twitter at James underscore Ham NBA. We have a Jiffy Loop Fast Break Player of the Game for you. Coming up next. We are giving away a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate, and when you enter to win that, you also enter to win a Kings jersey. We give away one a month until That's the right. end of the basketball season. Uh, Fe- uh, April, and uh, end of the regular season, I should say. But we're running out of dates in February to enter to win this month's jersey, so make sure you get in there today. We'll tell you who the player of the game was. We'll give you the keyword. On the other side of this break, that's James and Kyle. We're, on, we're the insiders on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Theater. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Steve Ballmer's a weird guy. He's a bit strange. I think I'd take that over not caring. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, you want your owner to be emotional and and be into the game and to want to support what's happening, and I guess. I mean, I I think, like, Mark Cuban always took it too far where he would confront officials or confront other people, but Balmer is just, like, he's almost like like a little kid in the front of a grocery cart like he's just like all over the place. He wants to grab things off the shelf. He when he's not happy, he yell, yells and screams. Yeah. You can tell like it like you need to drive him by the produce department and see if the produce guy will give you a free banana just to like give him something to eat and like like, that was oddly specific. Well, these things Please happen. explain. Well, no, like at a grocery store, like if you have little kids, they'll like they don't care like if you ask the produce guy they give your kids grapes or whatever, or like if you needed a banana for your kid, they would give you a banana. Sure. Like at least in the olden days. I'm going to, okay, here's what I'm going to do next time I go grocery shopping. I'm snagging a banana. Just, I'm just going to crush it as I'm walking around. <laughs> and I'm like, James told me. <laughs> but then they can't wait. <laughs> James told me <laughs> that, I, that I could have this. Weigh the peel. <laughs> Weigh the peel. You don't have a kid with you, Kyle. No. You have to borrow someone's no, kid to go to the I'm, grocery store to get a free banana. I'm a 11-year-old in a 33-year-old man's body. Come on. Okay. I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, you know, like, though, he's he's just all over the board. Like, he's just, like, crazy and, like, ready to scream. Look, and I'm not saying I want to hang out with the guy. I think it'd be a really, really tough hang. Don't get it twisted. Steve Ballmer, is, it looks... Appears to be, I don't know the guy personally, appears to be a real weirdo. <laughs> Check. Quirky. Quirky. He's got his quirks. And maybe in person he's like, hey man, yeah, that's just that. It's a bit. Like, I'm just trying to lean. But the dude, like, freaks out on the sideline because he wants the team he owns to win. I would way prefer that to whatever it is John Fisher does. Yeah. You I know? also, I, I get that. I, I'd also think with, with Balmer, you almost get the vibe, though. It's like, hey, if you get to go out to, if you were to get to go out to dinner with Steve Ballmer. I feel like, like if you go out with Popovich, it's like a $400 bottle of wine and that's just a starter. And then we go mm. up from there with Ballmer. I feel like he's going to take me to Applebee's. Ooh, I think he's taking me to Applebee's and he's going to want to share a sampler. <laughs> and then he's going to get like the biggest drink like if they have a giant bowl drink, yeah, I think like he's getting bowl. one of those. Huh. Like that's what I think is happening with Balmer. Yeah, he's definitely not going. It's either that, or he goes to a super high end like Michelin star restaurant, 
and orders the equivalent of a riblet basket. Or like a grilled cheese. Yeah, like I'll he goes a, off the menu. Yeah, I, I'm going to need a grilled cheese. <laughs> Those are the only options, though. But not with the good cheese. I need you to pull out the American cheese. He brings his own. Smack it on there. He's got slices <laughs> in plastic, the little plastic sleeve slices. Like, I'm going to need this uh, yeah. as my cheese. Slide it over to him. <laughs> yeah. This is on me. <laughs> like, I'll have a burger. Grilled cheese. What kind on. of cheese? Do you have American? <laughs> like Specifically craft. We're <laughs> A five-star restaurant, man. <laughs> it's like, I know. There you go. I'll make it worth your while. Oh, Slides the waiter 100. We, we've lost it. Uh, right. I don't even think uh, a, a 100. I think he's a dude who slides the wait, waiter a $5 bill. No, like, no. Yeah. See, I think, see, I get, I don't want to, mm, uh, eh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think Steve Ballmer is the kind of guy who is hilarious rich. Yeah. He's, he's, he's obviously fabulously wealthy beyond most people's wildest dreams right but i get the idea that he's the kind of person that just has no concept of of money like you know what's it uh lucille bluth from arrested development which oh, yeah. is like it's a banana michael what could it cost ten dollars like i think that's steve Ballmer. he doesn't have any concept of a tip so when he goes hey uh d- 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 put this put this craft American cheese on my sandwich uh, and I'll make it worth your while. He just, he pulls out a wad of hundreds and just like throws it at the guy. Huh? Cause he has no concept of what a thousand dollars is. Okay. That's the, that's the vibe I get, but anyway. it, it's possible. Either that or he's crazy cheap. Yeah. I'm also thinking <laughs> that that's, that's also, a which is where we land with Applebee's. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. Uh, Jimmy Lee fast break player of the game for the Kings last night is Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is our Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game, but don't enter Harrison Barnes just yet as the code word. Go to ESPN1320.com. You're going to see the Jiffy Lube Fast Break contest page. It's right there at the front. You're going to click on that. You're going to enter the code word Black Falcon. Black Falcon. Caca. I think Falcon's more screech than caca. Well, no, but that's that's what Hassan Whiteside would do. And that's what would play. That's what plays in the stadium with... When he goes off, that's inaccurate. Well, no, I'm just saying. I'm just not gonna. Gotta, say, Kings, Kings uh, in-game ops needs to clean it up. I'm never gonna actually put Hassan Whiteside inaccurate in the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, fair. Uh, so Jiffy Lube fast break uh, player of the game. Black Falcon is your code word. Go to ESPN1320.com. You'll see the contest page. You will enter to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate, courtesy of course of our friends at Jiffy Lube, and you'll be entered to win a Sacramento Kings jersey that we will be giving away. Uh, at the end of this month. That's right. So go enter now. Black Falcon at ESPN1320.com with the Jiffy Lube Fast Break Black Falcon. contest pitch. All right. Um, we're going to talk to Casey Pratt at 11 o'clock. Uh, so we can dive into the Fans Fest stuff then. I don't. I want to make sure that, that we don't lose that. But the Western Conference in the NBA right now, if you're not following it, if you're just all vibes and watching the Kings and, hopes they, and hope they win, um, last night's win was a big one. They jumped up to fifth in the Western Conference. They are four back of the Clippers, so striking distance. They are tied with the Pelicans and Suns, and they are a half game up on the Mavericks from the eighth seed. So half a game separates five through eight. That's wild. It is insanity what's going on in the West right now. I feel like you have to scoreboard watch every game. It's like, we're already essential. there. We're already there. Yeah, I, 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 you were texting me, Last night or over the weekend, 
Like just every game, you're like, yeah, hey, Suns lost. Yeah, Mavs lost. Like, yeah, it's just wild. Yeah, it's it, every game is going to matter at this point. The reason uh, the Kings sit above the Pelicans, who currently have the tiebreaker over them, is because the Kings' winning percentage is a little bit better mm-hmm. because they've played two fewer games. They're in a virtual tie with the Suns and Pelicans. Yeah, that, that's where. Yeah, five, six, seven. Yeah, yeah, it's, all, that's it's, it's wild. That is ridiculous. And those three teams are only four back of the Clippers, which is not an outrageous number of games. No, it's not at all. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if I'm the Kings, that was such a huge win last night. Like, I, I can't, like, as far as, like, standings go, and number one, it left the Pacific Division open, which people can care about the Divi- the Pacific mm-hmm. or not. Like, I don't care. I'm just telling you that, like, mm-hmm. they could win the Pacific still. Mm-hmm. But they've got a lot of work to do. But the key is that you left it open that even that there's a possibility if you beat them again, you split the season series, mm-hmm. and that's know, big. That that's big. Every every tiebreaker is going to matter down the stretch here. Oh, I totally agree. That's why beating the Suns as many times as they have has been big. That's why losing to the Pelicans as many times as they have mm-hmm. might be big. And honestly, they so they they sit in the five seed now. Had they lost last night, they'd be in the eight seed. They'd be behind Dallas. Yep. And they own the tiebreaker at over thirty two and twenty four. So they'd be a half game behind Dallas. But then they'd only be two and a half up on the Lakers for the nine seed. Mm. Like that's where things get really dicey. So any separation they can gain right now, the focus obviously has to be okay. The Kings have to win. That is step one. Yep. But then secondarily, it's going okay. What do the Pelicans do? What do the Suns do? What do the Mavericks do? What do the Clippers do? Because now you're chasing them, yeah. and that's going to be a secondary storyline. There, it's not necessary. I. I it's not necessarily that they're playing playoff games at this point, but that's kind of what's happening. I think you, I mean, basically you are. D- yeah. yeah. And, and the reason I keep bringing up, like, even the Warriors and the, and the Lakers losing mm-hmm. is you're starting to see separation from that group, yes. which is big. Yes. So as of right now, again, the Kings are, are three and a half games up on the Lakers and four games up on the Warriors. That's, again, substantial. Because at the end of the day, like you're going to, you don't want to slide back into the, the seven seed certainly. But if, if you get down to the eight or the nine, then you start talking about whether you even have home court advantage in, in the play in. Yeah. And that's tough. That's like this, not where you want to be. No. So mm. yeah, the seven, eight play each other. And yes. so again, you'd rather be the seven than the eight. Cause then you get home court advantage. If you lose that game, then you play the winner of the eight nine. I mean the nine ten, mm-hmm. and and again, that's why you don't want to be down at the bottom because you don't want to have. If you're nine or ten, you're facing potential. Well, if you're ten, you're facing two road games to get into the get through the plan. Yeah, and then that's, oh, it's man. playing, playing. Oh, you got a game two days later. Like there's no break in Minnesota yeah. or Denver or wherever. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. Uh, speaking of Denver, they beat so. You mentioned Golden State lost. The Nuggets beat them 119-103 last night. Did you see Jokic's stat line? I did not. 32-16-16 and 16 with four steals and a block. Oh, yeah, he's good. <laughs> he just dominated that game. Um, who else lost last night that you mentioned? So, OKC beat Houston. Uh, but the Pelicans fell to the Bulls. Yep. Uh, Phoenix beat the Lakers. Um, the Mavs lost. The Mavs lost. They lost to... Where am I at? Who did they lose to? That wasn't a great one either. 
Um, so yeah, the what am I missing? What score do I not have? Oh, they lost to Indiana, one thirty-three to one eleven. Oh yeah, there it is. All right. Yeah, that's not even yeah. close. One thirty-three, one eleven. Yeah, they got yeah. smoked. No, it was a good night for I, the Kings. I I would have bet money that was two nights ago. Mm. That's wild. Anyways, well, I'd even say the problem that that Dallas has is you had Kyrie score twenty-nine, you had Lucas score thirty-three, and they got clubbed. They lost by twenty-two. Which is the reason? Again, we go back to the when I mentioned the Clippers and like that's why I'm having a hard time buying it. I understand they're really good. But come playoff time, can you rely on all their dudes being there? That's the same thing with the Mavericks. It's like, yeah, Luka and Kyrie individually are amazing, and they're learning how to play off each other and this and that, and that's great. They can both be productive. But who else on that roster are you scared of? Mm, I don't think really anybody. I mean, like, I, I like Derek Lively. Derek yeah. Lively is a nice player. And P.J. Washington's an okay player. Well, yeah, but like P.J. Washington goes one of six from the field and scores two points last night starting and playing 31 minutes. Yeah, that's that's not great. Not going to get it done. No, and Hardaway can heat up off the bench, but overall, that's still a like poorly designed team. And and you said you like Derek Lively. You know, they went out and they got Daniel Gafford, who played really well initially, right. and now Lively's back in starting lineup. You got two guys at the same position. It's not like those two can ever play together. Yeah, I mean those guys can't score from outside. Very, very redundant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I just don't. The if if the Kings are going to be a team that plays the way they played last night down the stretch here, they're in a very, very good position to not only get clear of that because we've we've talked before about the tiers in the in the in the West. There's like that top tier where it's okay, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Denver, and for for the time being the Clippers. But then there's that second tier. It's Kings, Pelicans, Suns, Mavericks, and then there's a third tier of Lakers, Warriors, and I guess the Jazz if you want to throw them in there. It's pretty clear cut right now. But the Kings could very easily make their way into that into that first tier if they approach the rest of their games like they approached last night's game. And that's what was encouraging for me from last night. Just saying like, okay, it is still there. They do still have it. They've won three in a row, a bunch of different ways. Yep. That's great. But now can they continue this? We've seen three wins in a row this year. Mm -hmm. But now can they make it, not only make it four, but with this same level of effort and the same level of intensity? That's what I'm looking for. All right. I think they can do it. Maybe I'm overly optimistic. Maybe I'm being bamboozled. Yeah, we're going to see tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah, we sure are. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. The Kings hosting the Miami Heat at Golden 1 Center. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. The Heat on the, or excuse me, the Kings on the second night of a back-to-back. And I think the biggest question becomes, um, which version of the Kings do we see? I think that's really, I think that's going to be a question that we ask going into not just tonight's game against Miami, but every game moving forward. I totally agree because what we're looking at here is a team that has three players that are out due to suspension, including Jimmy Butler. Their best player. Their best player. And then the other guy who tore you a new one last time you played him, Josh Richardson, he's out due to injury. Yeah. Tyler Hero's questionable still. Mm-hmm. Like this is a team that's beat up. And the reason I bring this up, Kyle, is because the Sacramento Kings have this this innate ability to face a team lacking some of their stars not take them serious and get clubbed. Yeah. And this is a team this is a perfect situation for the Kings. Yeah. You you a back to back is bad, right? But facing a team like the Heat missing all of their all of these players, mm-hmm. it's it should be a good thing. Yeah. It but 
as soon as I put out a tweet, oh, it looks like Jimmy Butler and Nikola Jovic and what is it? Thomas Bryant are yeah. out uh, due to suspension. Every response I get, oh man, Kings lose by 15. Kings lose by 25. Kings lose by 20. Every single response is that. And that's because who they have been, not just this season, but in the past. Mm-hmm. And if this is, if you want to be a great team, if you want to start pushing and start talking about playoffs yep. again and start talking about moving up this, the, the board, mm-hmm. this is a game where you say, I, I don't care that we don't have, that we, we played last night in LA. I mm-hmm. don't care any, I don't care that, you know, Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray played 37 minutes. I don't mm-hmm. care. You walk into your home court and you protect it and you come away with a win and you move to 11 games over 500 for the first time this season. The back-to-back thing is off the table for me as an excuse anymore. Well, because they went, they, went, they went into Denver on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. And what a notoriously hard place to play just physically because of the altitude. They're on the second night of a back-to-back and went in there and won to close the first half of the season. Yep. Like, that's off the, like you can do it. I've seen it. And this is the kind of game where a win is a win is a win. I get I get that. And you want to try and win every game no matter how you do it. Just have more points than the other team. That's the goal of the sport. Okay. For the Kings being, quote-unquote, back, which, again, I'm not ready to say. But for them to get there, this is the kind of game where you want to see a blowout. Hmm. That's what, what I want. I know it's hard to blow Miami out because Eric Spolster is such a good coach. And you're going to have some guys playing. I think part of the reason that when stars are out, I think part of the thing is you get other guys playing who are playing extra hard because they're getting more minutes and they're basically auditioning. Yeah. And I think that's especially true in the heat culture um, realm. But on the other hand, no Jimmy Butler. If Tyler Hero doesn't play, that's enormous. You mentioned Josh Richardson who, who killed the Kings last time. It's... It's Bam Adebayo, and Terry Rozier is questionable as well. Yeah, I, like I just I, even if those guys play, I would I would love to see Sacramento go in and maybe not blow a team out, but control the game like they did last night. Maybe you only win by eight or nine, but just control the game and be the better team for forty eight minutes. I don't think that's asking too much. I don't think that's crazy. No, I don't think so either. And I also think that the Kings they're going to have to rely on secondary players in this game. Mm-hmm. And they need those secondary players to step up. Mm-hmm. And that's something that hasn't happened, especially lately. We've seen a, a huge dip in production from their bench. Mm-hmm. But, man, Trey Lyles needs to come to play. Mm-hmm. And he's, he needs to give you something. Yeah. And, and the same thing, we can say about Davion Mitchell. He hit the two big shots here and uh, the two big threes mm-hmm. against you know against the Clippers yeah. the night before. But like you need him to, to help carry some of this load. Chris Duarte is a guy who all of a sudden is back in the rotation, who's actually playing really well. Yeah. As long as you're giving him a perfect cat and, catch and shoot, he's he's a knockdown shooter. Anytime mm-hmm. he's got a freelance, it gets a little a little it's wild. So dicey. Yeah. <laughs> but he also he brings a defensive intensity. Yeah. Like if you play with good solid defensive intensity tonight, and the the offense will take care of itself. It will. Yes. That's it. When you're able to get out and run and you you're you're a getting stops but b turning that into deflections and turning that into fast breaks or you go up four and you get a stop and now you hit a now you hit a three and now you're up 
<laughs> math. Now you're up seven. That's just so much different than like, hey, you hit a three to go up four. Up, give up a three on the other end. Now it's back to one. Mm. Like that, that getting out on runs and and stacking leads. Like that's how they pulled away last night. Was it was not their offense that that helped them shut the door last night. It was their ability to get stops down the stretch. Particularly, oh, yeah. particularly, and and frankly, early in the second half, it felt like the Clippers were on fifty-one points for eight minutes, and that is where. De- they you hear coaches say it all the time. Defense leads to offense. That's offense is so the last thing I'm worried about. Yep. If they can ratchet up that defensive intensity tonight, I think that that we see a a game where the Kings just kind of control it because when they are getting stops, there aren't a lot of ways to slow them down offensively. And I, I it's a pretty simple solution to me. Yeah, I, I would I would say so too, and I, I'd point out too that that the these two teams have really battled over the last couple of years. Yeah, like they've been really mm-hmm. highly competitive games, fun games to watch. And I know you know take away a bunch of the stars and, and put the Kings on the second night of a back to back. This one could look like you know it's kind of stuck in the mud a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Kings need to make sure that that's not what happens. That they need to enforce their will on the game. They need to play with pace. Mm-hmm. They need to push the tempo. They need to do everything that that we talk about every single game, but they need to find a way to do it on the second night of back to back. Again, this team ran out of excuses. Those excuses died when you you lost to Detroit, Charlotte, yep. the Blazers, yep. Houston twice. Yep, like your excuses are over. Now you got to go out there and you got to win games that uh, in, in tough situations. And again, we talk about this five game stretch. They've already won two of the five game stretch, which is huge. Mm-hmm. But it gets much more difficult after tonight, mm-hmm. and you need to get that third win. You need to make sure that you come out on top of the five game stretch. And that how you do it is you you walk onto your home court, you ride a, a crazy crowd that showed up in L.A. and chanted "Light the beam," and That's awesome. And you got to go out there and you got to play an A game when you feel like. A B or a C. I was gonna say that that game coming up against Denver, and I don't want to dive too far into the the schedule, but you mentioned it gets tougher because they have Miami tonight, they get tomorrow off, and then they're in Denver on Wednesday. And I was gonna say that well, Denver's rolling right now. Yeah, they they're three wins post All Star break, twenty points, fifteen points, sixteen points, but it's also been against Washington, Portland, and Golden State. Mm. So Sacramento will be their first real test of the second half, but they looked they looked super locked in uh, last night. So that you're you're right. This is the easiest game out of the the remaining three, and you'd like to see uh, you'd like to see the Kings going in and match that intensity. What's the matchup you're looking forward to watching tonight? Yeah, I man, I, I get it. I'm doing a bit. Go ahead, do your uh, Sabonis versus Bam. Mm-hmm. To me, the reason why I love this matchup is because they usually get each other in foul trouble. Like mm. They they sit there and somebody does something silly and gets a touch foul. And the next thing you know, somebody gets a like push in the back foul. Yeah. And they're like so intense and brawling with each other that there's a good, there's a good chance that neither one of them are going to be on the court for very long. <laughs> and so for me, whoever can stay on the court, whoever can keep their head, especially if you're, if you're Miami, man, if Miami loses Bam Adebayo to foul trouble, if he picks up three fouls in the first quarter or early second quarter, they're in all kinds of trouble. 
And that's yeah. what, if you're Sabonis, that's what you got to do. Take it right to him. Yep. Go in the post, feed the the big man, and try to get Bam Adebayo out of the game. I'm tired of Demonis Sabonis being the matchup to watch. I could I get, get it. it. I get it. Demonis Sabonis against Ivica Zubats and Demonis Sabonis against Bam Adebayo and and I get like yeah man a, a a skilled big man against another skilled big man is super fun to watch. That is like basketball is a sport about height and that is always going to be a thing for sure. Give me De'Aaron Fox v Tyler Hero, bro. Oh, I want I I'm I I hope that we see Tyler Hero in the lineup. And I hope that we see a bunch of De'Aaron Fox versus Tyler Hero. All right. Because Tyler Hero is, I, I think he's a little overrated, but he can. <laughs> I don't no, think people, not, <laughs> people might not know that, Kyle. No, no but bro, the, the, the <laughs> Heat were talking about making him the centerpiece of a deal for Damian Lillard. Like, let's relax on Tyler Hero's value. He's a very, very good player who can fill it up as well as anybody in the league when he really gets going. A night where Tyler Hero and De'Aaron Fox turn it into one of those, you know, those stretches of games where you got two really good guards going at it, and it's just kind of my turn, your turn yeah. on each end of the floor. Those are some of my favorite things. And uh, when De'Aaron Fox gets gets rolling like that, and and another player challenges him as like the best player on the court, uh, that is my favorite kind of De'Aaron Fox. And so I'm hoping Tyler Hero plays. I hope Tyler Hero gets hot for a stretch, and I hope De'Aaron Fox matches it because that'll be my favorite part of tonight's game. All right. I'm also here for the Jaime Jaquez versus Keegan Murray. Mm, I like that's it. really good. Yeah, that's a little gritty. I like that one. Yeah, I'm in on that for sure. Uh, Jaime Jaquez is really fun to watch. He is. Yeah, just kind of gets it. Good player. Aesthetically pleasing game, too. All right. Uh, let's put a pin in the basketball stuff. All right? All right. We'll have more. We'll have more uh, Kings and uh, Heat coming up a little bit later on. We'll give you Kings keys to victory right here on ESPN 1320. Uh, but before we do that, Casey Pratt of ABC7, he was the MC of Fans Fest out in Oakland this weekend. We will talk about that event. Uh, we will talk about what it means moving forward, where we're at with A's relocation stuff. We'll have all of that and more coming up on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Center. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.